When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode, we throw Denise under the bus, the next great animated classic, and LB blows the beans. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Help me out, almighty Lori Beth Denberg. Give me the vital information so I get the right thoughts. Who do you yeah. The church of Lori Beth is in session, and we're reading from the scriptures of vital information. Talking about God is my savior, my LBT. This is Lori Beth Dunberg, and welcome to the Bad Advice Podcast. With me, as always, is Clark Crozier. Hello. Hello, Clark. How are you? I am doing okay. Good. I really am. Yeah, good, good. How are you? I'm exhausted. Oh, man. School has been kicking my butt every morning. Oh, and to be clear that this is Clark's son going to first grade. Oh, my God. Not Clark going to school. No, that was horrible enough. This is... (laughs) Horrible on a different level. What are the main changes? It's just waking up. I mean, we've been waking up at nine since this kid has been born. He was always a good sleeper. I mean, there was a couple of months there when he first came out. but When he was all coked up. Exactly. Other than that, it's been a fantastic uh, six years of kind of waking up somewhere between eight and nine every morning. Yeah. And now we have to wake up at like 6.30 in the morning to get ready to go to school. And it's just everyone in the house is dragging. Every job I've ever had, I've said, they don't pay me to work here. They pay me to wake up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like every single thing. It's like, <laughs> I don't mind anything about being here, except that I'm not asleep right now. <laughs> That's exactly right. So I can feel that. So I'm a bit exhausted. How are you? I'm doing good. I went to, you know, as the pandemic, as we had a lull in the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I'm waiting for, which is um, funny because I'm going. Well, I'm going to Mexico. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, Just in a few days. Yeah. That's right. And I mean, theoretically, I'm going to Mexico in a few days. I have not allowed myself to get excited about it. Oh, nice. Because I know at the drop of a hat, it could change. Disappear. It could disappear. It could no, you know, plane travel, whatever it is. Yeah. 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 That I would have to make the choice, even if it was just my choice. To say, you know, oh, it turns out Mexico is uh, 100% COVID. Right. Do I want to go there and right. bring it back to my dad right. and to anyone else? <laughs> but um, my dad is the only one that I feel like they could try to figure out if I did it on purpose. <laughs> like anyone else would be like, oh, no, oh, of course she poor, didn't mean it. And then they'll be LB. like, let's look back through their text thread. <laughs> because there seems to be some indication this could have been premeditated COVID murder. That's a fucking law and order and a right? half. Right? I can't. That needs to be pulled, ripped from the headlines. That's ripped from the headline. 
so, but in this lull, I've actually done some things. Yeah. Some yeah. things, some things like uh I went to the Van Gogh exhibit. There's this oh, Van Gogh thingy. Right. And it's not an exhibit of his artwork. Right. It is an exhibit based on his artwork by another artist. And the whole thing is animated, projected right. on every wall of a giant building on the inside. On the inside. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to pay. <laughs> I'm just going to drive by and see the and irises. In, in LA, that would just be the worst traffic oh, uh, nightmare in the world. Jesus. Um. Yeah, and it already is. Yeah, exactly. Hey, let's do some, some hilarious new material about traffic in LA. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. <laughs> I actually have a friend coming to visit me. And I legitimately asked her this question because I'm picking her up. Again, this won't mean anything to you, but like <laughs> from where I live to LAX, it is, I think, what is literally considered the worst stretch, stretch of, of highway. traffic yeah, highway yeah. in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 405. Yeah, 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 yeah. The 405 yeah, yeah, yeah. at rush hour. Right. And we say the 405. Other people in other states just call it 405. Right. They, it's a whole thing. Well, it's, it's not- like an East Coast, West Coast, Red Vines, Twizzlers. <laughs> exactly. Beef. It's pop and soda. Exactly. So, and I said to her, I was like, well, I'm going to pick you up at the airport and we could either like eat dinner down there right. or if you want to see the worst traffic, right. which I mean, she laughed. She was like, um, no, I'm good. And I was like, but maybe she'd really want to see that. Well, especially when you're coming back from the airport. Yeah. Because there is one point on that trip from going from the airport to your house where there is a cinematic, majestical reveal of the San Fernando Valley. Yes. There's one point on the 405 where you kind of reach this, cra- you know, yes. you, you, you peak the summit. You crest the hill. Exactly. You, you, you hit this one point and all of a sudden there's just this gorgeous view of the whole San Fernando Valley. Yeah. And, uh, you know, is it worth the traffic? We are probably not. Well, but- just for your edification, I'm picking her up literally at 5 p.m. <laughs> like, it would literally be just the like worst the of- very worst, unless there was some, like, accident or right. something, like, unusual. The only thing that would make it worse if it was is if it was a Friday. Yes, correct. It'll be it'll be a Thursday. Okay, that's not as it's bad. It's not as bad. But um the Van Gogh exhibit was just I I'm gonna sound so lame. It was magical. Wow. I'm a big fan of Van Gogh. I know I'm the only one. <laughs> you know, and there's so much in his art and the you know the sadness of the tale of his life yeah. that we've all heard. And I don't know if any of you have, you know, delved deep into it. I certainly <laughs> have not like all the things I'm interested in. I'm not a scholar on, I'm oh, not a student of how odd. Like I loved getting on that. I was so about American history. Huh? The second I was on, you know, in Philadelphia, I was on a double decker bus to go everywhere. Wow. But I'm not some scholar that's like, well, I've studied this and now I am seeing it come to life. So, but, and the same with Van Gogh, but I'm very, um, I've always been very taken with his paintings and the color schemes. You know my colors. They're, oh yeah, absolutely. They're Van Gogh Starry Night colors. Absolutely, 100%. And the, you know, and just the, uh, like there was all kinds of stuff just in the lobby that mm. I took pictures of, mm. stuff that they'd put up to, 
you know, little just like decorating the wall, but in the Van Gogh Starry Night blue with this texture reminiscent of like the, you know, the textured brush strokes. He was blah, 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 blah. This is getting this is getting so high because I'm a super classy cunt. Exactly. But um, (laughs) that's what I say when someone swears around me and they go, oh, I'm so sorry. And I go, can you please watch your language? I'm a really classy cunt. (laughs) Or they say, oh, I shouldn't speak that way in front of a lady. And I go, well, when you find a lady, let me know. (laughs) But so even just besides the fact that this was beautiful and it's, I was going to say it's immersive, but it's called the immersive Van Gogh experience. Yeah, exactly. So it was... It was really lovely, and I went with a great friend of mine, and it also involved sitting on the floor, which I'm a total floor sitter. Nice. I didn't have to, but I could have stood, or then in another room, there were like little chairs and stuff, but I'm all about floor sitting. That's awesome. And it, it was just beautiful. And what it is, is they, you know, it's a huge projection of animation. Right. Which will start... With elements of one of Van Gogh's paintings, and then the whole painting becomes kind of forms into place. Yeah, it's like the I go look up Van Gogh the irises. So yeah. it starts with the purple, you know, flowers coming up, and then the white one comes up, right. and, the, and and then that transforms into another like element of another painting. It's constantly moving huh. with it's, this loud music. It's a celebration of his art, but done with this like cool CG animated kind of texture added on top of it. Yeah. It's just, it's really, it was super wonderful. And especially after however long of like not going places, like when I finally realized I could buy tickets to this. It's been, it's all over the whatever different places. Yeah. 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 And but I was like, oh, I want to go. And I was like, you know what? I can. Yeah, exactly. I'm vaccinated. Exactly. I'll wear my mask. I'm maskinated. Right. Um, And it was just really, really, it was really, really beautiful. We actually have tickets to go see it as well. But oh, it's you do? not until like uh, September, I think. Let me ruin the ending. He cuts off his ear and then he dies. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> well, it should be fun regardless. Yeah, that's what I liked when when uh not was <laughs> said Revenge of the Christ. <laughs> when Last Temptation of Christ came out. Yeah. Which again That anyone, was the original title was anyone, Revenge of the Christ. Revenge of the Christ. Yeah. The Christening. But like right before they released it, they were like, yeah. ah, it's a little so, and again, anybody who's listening to this, go back and look up what that movie was because yeah. it was 30 years ago. <laughs> um, I would say to them, like, I don't want to ruin the ending, but he dies. <laughs> or does he? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Anyway, all this to say that it was it was just so magical to be there and I hate using the word magical but it was hey I mean, when you've been stuck in your house for a year and a exactly. half exactly doing something like this is fucking magical yeah and, and I mean and besides the fact that I find his paintings like inspirational so yeah like with so much depth that I can just when I went to oh speaking of Philadelphia yeah when I went there one of the places I went was the something something museum it was like a real like legit museum that had a couple van goes in it i love the something something and i exactly the like fill in the blank of what you think that was (laughs) like the porn and pork shop museum (laughs) 
I spent all day there, baby. I was an exhibit. Poor but um, like there was a Van Gogh there and I just, I mean, I could have stood and looked at it all day. Huh? I won't get into all the things, blah, 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 right, right here. Right, right, right. But the, my, my friend that was t- taking me around, he was a docent there, but he wasn't working mm. that day. So I had like my very own docent. Nice. But he was pretty old. So he like needed to like be done. But I could have just sat. You had a full on it. Cameron moment. Like I from, did. From Ferris yes. Bueller. You're just like communing with that uh, painting. Yeah. And then my my docent had a stroke and was like, <laughs> can you break your gaze for a moment? <laughs> he was such a lovely man. Such oh. a friend of a friend. Nice. Who happened to be a docent at this museum. Wow. And it was like, okay. That's cool. And then he kept, I don't know what we're talking about yeah, now. I don't know. But like he kept asking me questions because they had set up the exhibits in a certain way to evoke oh, okay. this or whatever. Okay. And so he would ask me a question like, well, why do you think this is? And I'd answer and he'd be like, you're right. I was like, <laughs> I feel so smart. I feel so good about myself today. That's so awesome. It was very lovely. That's very so cool. anyway. It, and it's not cheap. I'm. This is one of those things where like it costs like fifty dollars to go there. Yeah. So I'm not like everyone go see right, it. Right, right. I know everyone can't do that. But um, go out and it, adventures. Yeah, it was just really beautiful. At yeah. the very least, if you don't know Van Gogh's stuff, like look it up on the internet yeah. so you can see. Yeah, very cool. All the yummy. Well, uh, before we go too far, yeah. uh, let's, we, I think we should answer some questions because we've got some questions. Do we have here. any questions about Van Gogh or what I like to do? <laughs> we do not. Do you have any questions about like my erudite high school dropout <laughs> persona that I'm having today? Nope, 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 none of those. Okay, what do uh, we got? But we have a nice question starting here with uh, Maria. Maria. And Maria says. So, my Aunt Denise divulged to other family that her daughter Melanie had a miscarriage with her boyfriend. I was one of those family members that got the intel. But apparently Melanie had sworn her to secrecy. This was a little impractical, considering nothing is ever a secret in our family. And apparently I'm the moron who inadvertently tipped off Melanie that her mom was telling people. At first, I didn't think it was an issue, but nope, Melanie is livid with her mother, and other family isn't happy with me for tipping off Melanie. Melanie isn't exactly making things easier. I love my aunt, and I love my cousin. I feel caught in the middle, and I'm supposed to spend time with Melanie soon. What, if anything, do I say? How do I respond if either Melanie or Denise brings up the topic and are angry? Help. Oh, dear. It's Maria. Maria. So there's Maria. Denise. Denise is the aunt. Is the aunt. And, and Melanie, Melanie is, is the, the one, cousin. the cousin that had a miscarriage. That's which, right. Melanie, I don't know if you're listening, but I'm very sorry about yeah. that. Um, I have this, not with me. But my best friend, okay. her family is very much like this, like her, uh, like there's no need to be like, this is a secret because it doesn't right. mean a fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. You know? Everyone's going to know. And it's like, you know, you don't tell her mother anything. Right. Without thinking it's going somewhere. Exactly. And, and that's on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's on the teller to know who the telly is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but in this case, you know, if you're saying nothing is a secret in our family anyway, yeah. 
you know, I don't know if other things are on this emotional of a plane, you know, and it does suck to be Melanie. Because part of this is when you're going through something like that, you want to process it. You need to share it with someone. But what what you might not want is everyone calling you going, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. How are you? You know, sometimes that's what you want. And that's when you tell people. Yeah. And sometimes that just makes it harder and right, worse. Right. And you having to explain it a hundred times and right. tell the story a hundred times. It's and- almost like it steals the power from her for a second and makes her have to do chores yeah. instead of being able to just deal with the trauma. To just sit exactly, exactly. And it puts it's kind of like that question we had uh, the other day or 10 weeks ago, whatever it was. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't right, know. Right. But it was a question, I'm sure you'll remember, about a woman who was saying, how do I, when I need to, bring up that my husband died kind of casually right, without right. making the other person feel, ugh, and then there's this whole thing. Yes. And the onus is on, she said, the onus is on me, even though I know right. it shouldn't be. But that's just how it works. Yeah. And, and you don't want to have to end up comforting everyone else right when you're already dealing just with dealing with that d- uh, trauma so i so i don't know if this is on the same level who's this question from i'm sorry this is from maria. maria maria i don't know if this question is on th- this uh situation right of like a miscarriage is the same as you know your other aunt and uncle their kid flunked out of school right. or something you know whatever whatever th- whether it's gossip or whether it's like true life stuff like this, you know, or even good news. Yeah. You know, because that would be a thing too. If you, if you just told your mom you were pregnant, don't tell anyone. anyone And she was like, guess what everybody? Oh my God. I'd be furious. Sex. (laughs) It's like, that's a weird way to explain it. I didn't know that, uh, that, uh, uh, Denise was played by Fran Drescher in this situation. Everyone is Fran Drescher in my mind. (laughs) Pretty much. But um, so, yeah, so it's this dynamic where Maria says nothing's a secret in our family. But the real issue is and then I know also what it's like to be the one to be like, oh, fuck, did I just blow the beans, blow the beans, spill the beans. Did I just blow the deal? No, I like blow the beans. (laughs) Yeah, I just blow the beans. beans? Yeah. (laughs) I like creating new uh, yes. new colloquialisms. I love it. <laughs> Hashtag blow the beans. Blow the beans. Um, you know, there's something to that, but that's not on. I don't know, Maria, if it was like, now make sure you don't tell her. Right. But at the same time, like why? That's shitty, too. The yeah. problem is with Aunt Denise. Denise. The problem is with Aunt Denise and her divulging this. I mean, this is mother and daughter. Right, right. Not that obviously it seems like you have a close family, but the confidence was broken between mother and daughter. Right. The fact that you brought it up, and I'm sure in a way that was like, I'm so sorry. Like, exactly. I can't, I can't imagine you were like, hey, way to miscarry. Yeah, no, and nowhere in the in the question does she say that uh, Melanie is mad at her. Well, Melanie she said, is mad at her mom for yeah, telling. But, but she, she didn't she say something like Melanie's not making it? Is it Melody or Melanie? Melanie, Melanie isn't making things easier, but I'm sure that's just her being like, ah, yeah, well, mad. and I don't blame Which, her. Yeah, exactly. That makes the right. a lot of sense. But um, 
So that's the main thing is that it's between like if Melanie, there's a couple things that I would say. And then I saw Clark took a deep inhale, which means he has something to say. (laughs) But I'll say first, like you said, what what if anything do I say to her? Yeah. Yeah. You say. I'm sorry that you didn't want this out. And it was. The reason it is, is because we're close and we love each other. That's exactly right. And so it's nothing I wouldn't have heard anyway. I understand. I mean, throw Denise under the fucking bus. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I understand if you're frustrated and angry with your mom. And we can talk about that, too. But even that is like she wants you to have the support. Yeah, and that's, people. that's all I was going to say, actually, oh, was yeah. to bring up that Denise clearly has good intentions. I don't think she's going around spreading rumors about you having uh, a miscarriage maliciously like she's not doing it to kind of get at you. Yeah, I'm sure Denise is telling family members like you, Maria, because she wants you to be there for her daughter and yeah. she wants her daughter to have support. And, and that's all you need to tell uh, uh, Melanie, Maria. And is- not that it's it, not that it's the same, but when you look at it from Denise's point of view, she lost her grandchild yeah. and she knows her daughter is hurting yeah. in this immense way. Yeah. And so and- she might have needed to share that, share her pain, which inadvertently or however it has to then share Melanie's situation that's as well. Right. That's right. And I think feel like that's all you need to tell Melanie. Just remind her, you know, it doesn't sound like Melanie is mad at you. She's mad at her mom. Just remind her, look, I know you're mad at your mom and you have every right to be mad at your mom. However, you just try and keep in mind that she was, you know, concerned about you and she wanted me to that the reason she told me is she wanted me to be here for you and i don't think that's a horrible idea she just was going against your wishes a little bit yeah and and it's like i i totally get that yeah i I mean i totally i completely understand why not maria denise didn't no melanie 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 so So many names so many names (laughs) i want to go back through and count how many times we say that like i was listening to the one it was the question we did that had Donna and Wally oh, and yeah. Janet. Yeah, Weedy Wally. Yes. And I was just like, we say everyone's names a million times. I know. I like it. It's but in this personal. one, we have to keep it straight. Yeah, exactly. Um, What I would do as far as like, what do I say to her? Pop the balloon. Because yeah, I'm not on. discounting any of your feelings, I'm not saying that you're not right to feel exactly how you feel, Melanie, but I know this now. Yeah. We know this now. How can I help you? Exactly. Can I help you by not talking about it at exactly. all? And we go to the fucking movies or exactly. rearrange your pantry? Or do you want to, you know, get some booze and get yeah. drunk tonight and hang out by a fire pit? Or like, do you want to just spill your guts? Yeah. Do you want to say nothing? Do you want to plot to kill your mother like heavenly creatures? <laughs> The movie Heavenly Creatures is really cool and weird. And they did an episode of The Simpsons based on it. Oh, really? But they didn't bring it up at all in the commentary. 
How weird. Yeah. And I'm like, is it a coincidence? I don't think it's a coincidence. How odd. But it was very, I mean, they didn't plot to kill Marge or anything. Right. But the rest of it was so clearly to me from uh, Peter Jackson's Heavenly Creatures with a very young Kate Winslet. Um, I thought all the Lord of the Rings nerds would be like, Peter Jackson. Jackson. I must. Not that they don't know everything he's done already. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They're like, I have all of his films tattooed on my leg. (laughs) Um, So anyway. Anyway. uh, Wouldn't be bad advice without a weird tangent. (laughs) A weird Simpsons tangent. Exactly. So Maria, pop the balloon, pop the awkwardity, and just lay it out. Blow the beans and let it out. If, If that's true, if that's really the dynamic... I knew this. You didn't really want me to. My mom, you you know your mom. Not that that excuses it. Right. And, you know. Now that I know, what can I do for you? Exactly. I think that's perfect. Throw Denise under the bus. <laughs> yeah. Throw her under the two double-decker bus that I'm on in Philadelphia. <laughs> Make her blow the beans. Going to Ben Franklin's house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, blow the beans. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're moving on to question number two. Question number two is a bit dark, but uh, here we go. This is from Barbara. Okay. And Barbara says, my husband just passed. He was sick for a while. I knew it was coming, but no matter uh, how ready I thought I was, I find myself still trying to sort some things out. My question for you is, when should I take off my wedding ring? Oh, well, this is so weird because we just referenced that other. I know question. we're getting a lot of dead husband questions. Are we, recently. Are, is there like a, a grief support group that's listening <laughs> to this podcast? Maybe. Uh, well, I'm sorry, your husband. I know yeah. I just made a bunch of hilarious jokes I at know, your expense, exactly. Barbara. But oh. um, yeah, it's just very interesting that yeah, right. This Maybe is it's COVID. Yeah, it could be. Could be. That's a horrible thought. Yeah, but right. true enough. <laughs> um. It's it's one of those things where it's like, of course, it's up to you. Right, right. Um, And part of that could be, I mean, did she say her husband recently died? Yeah. Okay. My husband just passed. Well, there's a couple things that people do. Well, first of all, I would say keeping the ring on isn't some sign of like denial or right, something. Right, of course not. You know, not. and it's kind of like... You know, uh, people wear a fake wedding ring out to be like, I'm taken. Don't bother me. Sure, sure, sure. So I might say that if you're in a place eventually where you want to go on a date with someone or or have a relationship or anything like that. Even if you're just open to the idea. Exactly. Like you can you might not be actively searching but if the thought of it makes you feel like, oh, that would be nice to have another person that I can talk to. and Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> another person to blow the beans with. <laughs> um, then that's one like very clear mindset and demarcation yeah. of yeah. like, okay, I'm taking off this ring. Taking off the ring doesn't mean you're forgetting the person. It right. doesn't mean that they didn't, weren't important, all that kind of stuff. And there's also this thingy about 
should I put my ring on the right hand? Right. You know, on the on the right, not correct hand, but right hand. If right. it's on the left hand for I'm married, I can still wear it, but on the right hand. Exactly. Or the, you know, wear it on a chain around my neck. Exactly. Like, oh God, that reminds me. Here, okay, I'm going to say this. Okay. Sex in the City is ridiculous bullshit, and I've seen every episode like five times. <laughs> okay. So there was this near, towards the end, Carrie. Yeah. Who I don't even think I have to say to our viewers, go back and watch this. I think they may have seen it. Our <laughs> okay. viewers, our listeners. Our, our listeners. Um, Carrie gets engaged to this guy and where it's like, why? And it's ridiculous. And okay. so he gives her a ring and she wears it on a chain around her neck. And he's like, you don't even wear that ring. She's like, it's closer to my heart. And I was like, bitch, give it back and walk away. Yeah. This is embarrassing. Oh. It's fucking embarrassing. Uh, and then she ends up with Big and we all yeah. love it. And I've yeah. seen it a million times and both the movies. So <laughs> like, fuck me twice. <laughs> but, you know, in your situation, Barbara. Yeah. You know, you could do that. You could transition to that if totally. you want. Because totally. if you're if you're even asking this question. Yeah. That, you know, says that it's it's in your mind. And I know that there's a lot of, you know, just from experiences I've had with people over the years, over my lifetime. Yeah. There's this guilt of, you know, if I take this off, I'm, you know, and there's the guilt of if I take this off, I'm forgetting them. I'm disrespecting my spouse right. who passed away or, you know, I'm. If I don't take it off, it's not true that right. they're gone. Like there's all different ways to like that. It smushes in your mind to mean what it needs to mean to you. Yeah. You know, to, to some degree, it's kind of like a safety blanket, Yeah, yeah. you know, or it could be just a prison or, you know, it's going to be very individual. But yeah. I would say if you find yourself in a place where you want to meet someone even like Clark said, just to talk, just to go on it, to go on a friggin', you know, dating website. Right. Even if you're not look, even if you're you're not going to do it, even if you're not going to log in and, and sign up for the for the app or whatever it is, just the thought alone was like, oh, I would like to kind of meet somebody. Yeah. That's a good moment to start thinking about it. Yeah. And if and if the ring on your finger is this constant reminder of. That's I don't do that. I'm married. And then right. you go, oh, I'm married to a dead guy. Right. And then it's like, if that whole thing is cyclical, then you can take a breath and take the ring off mm -hmm. and give yourself a moment to breathe because you're alive and you have life left. Well, that's another that's a good take on this question. There is a very good possibility that the question really is, can I take it off now? Maybe oh, yeah. it's not about like, oh, I want to keep it on forever. When do I take it off? Maybe she's asking like, should I feel guilty if I want to take it off now? No, girl. Hawk it and get a ticket to the Van Gogh exhibit. <laughs> and then she's like, God damn, if my ring's not worth more than 50 bucks. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I assume because she's asking the question, it's a question of like when. But right. if you want to take it off today, yeah. But even with those other examples that I gave of like putting it on the right, right. hand or wearing it right. around your neck, right? You know, or putting it on your bedside table so it's the first thing you see in the morning and the last thing you see when you go to bed. Honestly, I feel like that would if, if I had a friend and that friend lost their partner, that would seem really reasonable to me. If even if within the week, 
they wanted to transfer that ring to someplace else, if they wanted to put it to a chain, or, yeah. you know, even if just looking at it was like hard on their heart, yeah. it'd be a good, maybe it's a good thing for you to take a little distance. It's you know? so funny. Cause obviously listeners, dear listeners, I'm looking at Clark. And so he just like, you know, was miming, like taking a ring off. And the first thing that I thought was like that moment, ladies. And again, this is so hacky, but like, when Clark, when you get home as a chick and you take your fucking bra off, right, yeah, and it exactly. is just the relief of the goddamn millennium. <laughs> Day. I was just like, because you were like, if you take it off, if it's like, you know, reminding you, right. and I was like, oh, I would uh. take my bra off right now. <laughs> but I'm sitting down and my tits would probably slap Baggy in the face. <laughs> He's sleeping so peacefully. You want a tit slap, Baggy? <laughs> you want to blow the beans? Anyway, right. Barbara, I am Barbara. sorry about your husband yeah. and you do what feels right. We've given you some options. Live for the both of you. Yes. I don't know what that means. Um, all right. Let's move on, though, to our rotating segment of the week. Oh. And I'm very excited for this one. This is a real old flashback taking us back <laughs> to high school. This is Flashback. Flashing back with Clark and LB. Let's talk about some fun memory. It's a flashback. <sighs> it's so soothing. <laughs> uh, today's flashback brings us back to our high school days. Yes. And we were uh, going to school about two blocks from where we're recording this uh, podcast yes. right now. Clark has doomed his child to go to the same <laughs> high school we went to. And uh, we... Uh, we were really good friends. Of course, we knew each other since second grade, from mm -hmm. your second grade, my first grade. Correct. And we knew we've talked to each other in junior high and high school. So we were, we knew each other. We were walking into high school already friends. Yes. And so we would always hang and out. And one of us walked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we, uh, we, did a lot of stuff. We worked basic, mostly on theater and plays yeah. and that kind of stuff. But when we weren't doing that, we had tons of little inside jokes yes. and goofy shit that we did to each other and to other people. Yes. And one of the craziest things that I think we started to do, even though it was basically you, me, and our friend, my best friend, Logan. Logan. And we were always together. And Logan was from the day I met him, just the most phenomenal artist. Oh yeah. Just a phenomenal artist. To this day, he paints life-size uh, caricature, or life-size uh, uh, portraits of Disney characters every year for my mom. Yeah on pieces of wood so that she can put it all outside to decorate her house. And it's not, I think he's saying portrait makes it sound like a picture and oh, a frame. Right. It is like the whole character. Right, it is a life-size representation yeah, of like the character. Yeah, like Gaston is just standing on, you know, Clark's parents' porch. Exactly. Being there's, Christmassy. There's a Wreck-It Ralph that's literally about seven and a half feet tall. Yeah. It's they're really beautiful. They're amazing. So he was always into cartooning and comic books and art. And man, I glommed onto that. Mm -hmm. He was, you know, he always kind of glommed onto my acting stuff. And then I always glommed onto his art stuff. So we, I, he and I used to draw all the time, especially in high school. I was always drawing, drawing, drawing comic books, really artistic stuff. Mm -hmm. 
LB, you weren't as artistically uh, inclined. Uh, inclined, right? I am not. No. I am not artistically inclined. And yet... I wanted in on the action. We decided that we were going to do a comic strip. I don't. No, no, no. This had nothing to do with you. No, this I was. I just brought you into this it. This was like an existing thing that yeah. you had. Well, I thought because you guys were all such good actors and stuff, I was like, I want to do a comic strip. You mean but... artist, artist. What did I say? Actor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Artist, sorry. Artist. Oh, you're a fabulous actor, too. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. You're so negative all the time. We have to have a talk about this. I really blow the beans. You blow the beans. Um, yeah, I am not artistically inclined, so I wanted to, but I'm like, I want to do something. So it's this kind of joke comic strip based on the fact that I couldn't draw. Right. And so, based on the fact that you were currently in a math class. Yes. Right? Oh, was I? I think you had to have been. It was, it was high school, wasn't it? Yeah, the nothing really applies to me, though, Clark. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But either way, the characters in my comic strip were, well, it was called Earth Angles. Earth Angles. So the three characters were, uh, oh, God. Lefty. Lefty. He was the right angle. Yes. Lefty, Killer, and. Oh, my. Oh, shit. We should have thought about this yeah. first. Slim. Slim, Slim, Slim. Slim, yes. Lefty, and Killer were the characters. Slim okay. was an acute angle. Right. Lefty was a right angle. And Killer was an obtuse angle. Right. And the other part that I can't draw was the entirety of the first comic took place at a, at a, Stop sign. Okay. Because I could draw an octagon. Is it sure. an octagon or yeah, a hexagon yeah, yeah. Octagon, for a stop octagon. sign? So I could draw a stop sign and it would be recognizable as right. a stop sign. So this entire, this was one of those whole things where the, like I was the Bernie Toppin, but I didn't have an Elton John. <laughs> so I wrote these really funny, like, you know, we're just talking goofy. comic strip. Yes, comic like strip from the newspaper, three panels. Yes, right. This isn't a full comic book. This is just no. a quick little one joke. Oh no! You know what? It wasn't. It was a whole story. Right, but a it continuing was, story. But it was. You're exactly right to point that out. It was like comic book panels. Right. And I would just comic draw the strip, comic, comic strip panels. panels, and I would just like you know draw the. A little like word bubble pointing to whoever's mouth, quote unquote mouth. Right. They were not characters. Right. They didn't have faces. They didn't have, faces. They didn't they didn't have, have hands. Anything. They didn't have legs. Which was like, there was just angles, which was really funny because there was one, one panel I remember, and you really love this, <laughs> where one of them said something really strange. And then the next panel was just nothing because it was just like, <laughs> right, them they're all just it? like, what? Yeah. And then the next one, that I'm like, <laughs> I just draw, I just draw nothing, not doing anything. And I hope everyone gets it. I cannot tell you how often I think about Earth Angles. I don't know why that was it, just it, something. Well, people liked so it too. Funny. And we were showing it to a lot of people. And I did really another liked it. one where I got to find these. They yeah, must be somewhere. They got to be somewhere. I did an, a second one that I can't. Oh, I did a second one that the background was a tree and okay. they were at the park. Okay. And then there was another character angle that came in or a square or something. Yeah. Um, and there was a girl circle character in the first one. Mm, that's like, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then the 
the third one I worked on that I don't know if I ever finished it because they kept getting bigger and more right. more Grandiose. grand in scope, but <laughs> not in artistic value. <laughs> exactly. Because then the last one, I remember the whole background was a basketball hoop. Oh, nice. Because I could represent that. Sure. But I have to tell, I don't think I've ever told you this story. Okay. I was working on Nickelodeon, working in general as an actor. Yeah. I have had the opportunity to go to charity events and all this and volunteer places and do stuff like that. Yeah. And one of the things I did was go to be a counselor for a weekend at a camp for, I can't remember the name of the organization. Mm. It was years and years ago. It was a camp that was for homeless mothers and their kids. Wow. Like kids and moms who lived in the shelter. Wow. And they got to go to camp for the weekend. How nice. And we had gotten all of this stuff donated and put together like bags of toiletries. Oh, that's and amazing. All this kind of stuff. And then there was like a big kind of, you know, big to do on the last day with lunch and activities. And one of them was somebody had donated like a Jillian blank canvas bags. Mm. Like, you know, like like we use now every single day of our lives. Sure, sure, sure. And the whole thing was, here's markers and paint and stuff, and you can decorate, decorate it. it. Okay. I did not know what to do. As oh, we have no. said, I am not artistically inclined. So I decided to make a nine panel earth angles. What? On bag. the bag? On the bag. And it was really good. Well, it was it was what it was. But I just remember... You know, Slim was kind of like the like scheming guy, <laughs> the scheming sly guy, right. and then right uh, lefty, who was the right angle, was just kind of like the straight, straight man. Yeah, exactly. Like he was our window into the world. Right. right. And Killer was he was obtuse. Right. He was an obtuse. Are you calling me obtuse? <laughs> That's Shawshank again. <laughs> We talked about Shawshank not that long ago. What did you call me? Obtuse. You're being obtuse. Well, I'm going to murder you and everyone you love. Yeah, exactly. And then take pies with money in them and then shoot myself in the mouth. Oh, yeah. That was, that was Shawshank in uh, two sentences. It was. We need to do more two-sentence movie reviews. Exactly. So um, I'm there and I'm like, okay, I'll do this bag. Wow. And the bag was like, I think it was like nine panels or maybe six. And so the first one was the three guys. I don't remember the background and just saying, you know, oh, let's remember all the great stuff we did. And then the next panels were just like one still from, I mean, they're all still. Like they're, a flashback montage? Yeah. It was just like the next one was them in the bus stop. The okay. next one was them at the tree. Sure. You know, with a line from whatever. Sure. The basketball court. And then they come back and it's like, that was nice. And then Killer goes, what does reminisce mean? <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm pretty pleased with this bag. I think I don't have it anymore. I was going to say, where's this bag? I think I might have let it go because it got like ripped up and stuff oh, i might no. have i might still have it wait we'll a minute see. let it go like trash or let it go like given away no let it go like like the bag uh, was trashed okay but now that i think about it why didn't i save it and like 
frame that art. Exactly. Um, because it's because wouldn't that be amazing <laughs> if it was like sitting in some like uh, uh museum? <laughs> no, no, no. If it was in some like uh um shit, what the 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 place where you give all of your clothes for charity? Oh, like the goodwill. Like the goodwill. Like there's some goodwill in you know Boise, Idaho that has this bag. Or somebody takes all my earth angles and does the immersive LB exhibit. <laughs> Like the Van Gogh exhibit. And it's all animated. It's all I animated. I cannot tell you how much I would love. If there's anyone out there that can get an animated show started, I swear to God, I think Earth Angles would be uh, this age's South Park. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it was funny and it was sharp yeah. and it was, it was everything I could bring to it. Yeah. And the fact that I cannot draw was highlighted and acknowledged. And the fact that all three characters could be drawn using two, maybe three lines if the obtuse one had the little circle on the yes. corner. No, yeah, the right angle. Lefty the, had, the, had the little, like, yeah, had the little swoosh right to middle. show that it was 90 degrees. Yeah, but exactly. no, here's the story. Okay. When I was making that bag, yeah. there's all different celebrities oh, yeah. came to this, you know, sure. Sunday barbecue. It was a Nickelodeon. No, it wasn't. I just was from Nickelodeon. Oh, okay. Okay. And you will see in a moment when I tell you that Martin Sheen oh, my God. was over at this like bag making station. Wow. You know, meeting people and everyone's excited to meet him. I don't know if this was West Wingy or before. Okay. I can't remember things. It had to have been West Wingy because I feel like West Wing was when you were on. Uh, yeah. All it was that. late 90s. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, it was Martin Sheen, who's yeah. already like a thing. Exactly. For 30 years before Martin I was Sheen, born. That's President Kennedy, you exactly. idiot. <laughs> Goonies. So he's. Um, there. Yeah. And he's making a bag. He I don't know that he was making a bag. He oh. was just kind of hanging around. Okay. And then but some of the the mothers were, you know, asking, "Can I take a picture with that?" Oh, okay. And so, and I don't remember if we it was like before cell phones. Sure, 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 sure. Especially sure. before picture cell phones. But um so and I'd be like, yes, at one point, Martin Sheen is taking a picture of me and, you know, a woman. Oh no. And then he goes, well, you must want one too, he says to me. And I'm like, okay. And then I realize he just thinks I'm a Girl. homeless mother. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I don't, for those of you who haven't been up close, I don't wear makeup and I don't necessarily give a shit about like clothing or anything. Well, let's also be considerate to Martin Sheen, not really the Nickelodeon audience. Oh, that's no excuse. <laughs> Clearly looked. I mean, plus people were coming up to you to take your picture. Exactly. No, and, and I don't have any issue with it. It's right. just really funny. But yeah. also, I guess you're right to think that to say that because I was there being a camp counselor all yeah. weekend. It wasn't like I'd gotten dressed up to go to this event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just was like afterwards when he was like, "Well, you're gonna want one of these too." And I'm like, I've taken like 10 pictures and he hadn't taken 10 pictures of me. But I was like, oh, Martin Sheen thought I was a homeless mother. Yeah. And that's okay to that's assume right. that. Yeah. It's not, he's not far off. <laughs> oh. Or like, I could, like, that's not a mistake that would be like, I can't really call him <laughs> yeah. on that. Yeah, no, no, not but really. But he, the, what I found out though in retrospect is that he loves the Steve Harvey show. Oh, really? Yeah, how, big fan. How I didn't uh, picture him to be huge, part of that audience. Huge Steve Harvey interesting. fan. Interesting, how interesting. Uh, anyway, all of this, I basically, gotta find those. I'm going to look for we them. We have to. And if I can find them, I'll put some some stuff up on Instagram. Comedy Central, Cartoon Network, yes. Adult Swim. If you're out there, 
Good Lord. Earth Angle. LB's Earth Angles yes. is going to be the funniest hit of next year. It, I hope so. <laughs> I, they were, it was a good moment in my life. People really liked them. And I Earth was like, Angles was this is good. A solid, solid idea. Excellent. Anyway, uh, we are moving on to our final question of the week. Okay. And this is from a lady named Alina. And Alina says, I am a single mother. Hey. I am a single mother, and my daughter has been overweight since she was a toddler. I grew up fat and was overweight until I got gastric bypass when she was three, the daughter. She is eight years old and now gets teased by other kids. I have tried to modify her food, but she has a fit or finds a way to sneak food or manipulate her babysitter into giving her treats just this once. I don't want her to have the same issues I did in adolescence and my early 20s, picking the wrong men and feeling terrible about myself. What can I do? <sighs> Alina. Alina. Ay, Dios mío. Yeah. Um, there is so much in that question. Yeah, there is. Most of which is about you. And this, it brings to mind, I think... <laughs> The issue is, I mean, God, there's so many issues. Yeah, there's a lot. But when you're talking about like a little kid who's prepubescent. Yes, eight years old. Eight years old. Nothing's set in stone. Like yeah. things are going to change. Yeah. I don't know, Alina, what you were, you said you were a heavy kid, but was that from, you know, birth? Was that from, you know, whatever? And then we get these ideas put in us that right. you're fat it's a problem right and at the same time it's like looking back at a picture of me in high school and i go i'd give anything to look like that right now <laughs> right right and i was like the fattest you know it, it, it was insurmountable then yeah meanwhile in high school you were like you thought you were the only one of your kind yeah. like there were like there was nobody that looked like you. No, there was me and Gilbert Grape's mom. Yeah, exactly. But looking back now, it's like, oh man, I'd kill to be that again. Yeah. But part of that could have been, I mean, weight was definitely a family issue, sure. which it is now for Alina and sure, her daughter. Sure. And the the issue is projecting my experience onto someone else. I don't have a kid. Yeah. So and well, Lex is not fat. No, not yet. <laughs> Lex is a little skinny thing. Let's start fucking with him now. <laughs> Let's everybody take up. We'll all start body shaming him and we'll do one of those like football squares and we'll all like write the weight we think he'll be when he loses it. Oh, this is uh, everybody do this at home with your kids. <laughs> but the problem is being so young and being not literally not physically mature yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, implants in us like, well, you're not good. You're not, you're, you're too fat. You're this. When for all we know, a kid could hit 13 and be like, Zoop. yep, exactly. You hit know? puberty. And obviously that's not everything. And, and there's, you know, plenty of kids that throw a fit because yeah. they want a cookie. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. And the difference is between saying, you know, no, it's not time for a cookie. We're going to have dinner. Right. Or saying like, oh, you're too fat. You can't right. have a cookie. Do you want them to keep making fun of you? Right. Like, that's the shit that just never leaves me, you. Hit me with a yeah, ton of bricks that I'm still carrying. Yeah. And 
so it, it might help Alina for you to take a step back and look at, I'm not saying this is what you're doing. Right. I'm saying, because I'm like, I don't know you. I don't right. know your daughter. Right, 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 right. But I kind of feel like I do. Right. Um, These are just the typical pitfalls exactly. of this kind of a situation. To take a step back and, and consider the language that you're using with your daughter around food and body image, you know, the simplest thing of like, you know, like I said, like, no, it's not time for a cookie. You know, it's we're going to brush our teeth soon. Right. Or it's like, no, you know, if you want to look good, then right. you, that's like a whole other thing. Right. Which turns the food into this forbidden fuck you yeah. for a kid yeah. or a, a kid or a 45 year old yeah. or beyond. Yeah. I'll let you know next year after my birthday <laughs> if it's still going on. So there's that. Um, and then I don't know how heavy you were, Alina, that you had gastric bypass. Right, right. So, and I don't know how heavy you are now. So yeah. if she's looking at her, you know, skinny mom or whatever, hopefully you're just healthy. Right, right. That's just what I hope. But, you know, and I know plenty of people have had gastric bypass as well. And it is an amazing tool. Mm -hmm. It is not a fix when there are emotional issues at play that surround right. food. Right. And so. If and how do those emotional uh, triggers get started? By talking to your kid like yeah, that. In and childhood. Usually. In childhood. I mean, there's other traumas. There's, you know, like somebody could be raped and sure. then do that as protection. Like sure. there's all kinds of stuff. But if we're hearing now from a mother who was overweight and made fun of as a kid. Right. And now is experiencing the same thing with her daughter. Right. Doesn't want it to happen to her daughter. Exactly. And it is. She's like, kids make fun of her because she's fat. And it's right. like, tell her to wait till she's 45 and look back at her, you know, junior picture. <laughs> and you'll be like, it'll be fine. Trust me. But um, so that's one thing is, and you're the mom and she's eight years old. Yeah. So you will have control yeah. over what food is in the house? Yes. Unless she knows how to use Instacart, which she probably does. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I feel like everybody knows everything now. Right, exactly. She's got her own. She's like, I'm going to get my cell phone and use your credit card to order Instacart donuts. Right. And you can suck my dick, mom. <laughs> um, so you are the one controlling what's in the house. Yeah. You are the one controlling what I mean, she's eight. She's yeah. sentient human. She can yeah. go in the cupboard, but what's in the cupboard is right. up to you. Right. Um, but again, if there's this punitive, you're fat and that's bad mentality to every single piece of food you put in the mm -hmm. house, you know, it's it, it's so impactful emotionally and behaviorally. Yes. And I know that that is a hard, even without being a mom. Right. I know that that is a hard thing to do. I want to do what's best. Right. But I want to do it in a way that doesn't make you feel like shit, my child. That's exactly and it. That's what's really hard. I mean, if this is a, if there ever was a, because I said so, mm -hmm. you know, then it's like, well, because the other thing is, well, I was fat when I, you're fat. Yeah. First of all, child, you're yeah. fat. Yeah. And so was I. Yeah. And these are all the horrible things that happened to me. Yeah. And they're going to happen to you. Like, that's a lot of you, Alina. Yeah. Barfing onto the, I hope she wasn't bulimic. <laughs> but, you know, just like 
really dumping out your, your issues, issues yeah. into her situation, which granted are the same. Yeah. But how much of it is her habits, which again, you have control over as she is only eight years old. Right. Or, and her experience with kids making fun of, you know, kids make fun of everybody for everything all the That's time. That's 100% true. And this also, though, brings me to like, I think I, I'm pretty sure we talked about this in the uh, weight loss and body image episode, oh, which we should probably do another million, one. Yeah, that was a million years ago. Yeah. Like episode 12. Episode episode 12. People well, people said, yes, episode 12 was great because yeah. they really liked it. Yeah. Um, send it, I will, I'll put a call out for body right. image yeah, questions around. Because there was, yeah. Um, but so I won't get into this whole thing, but I had gone to fat camp a few summers in my life. Yeah. Like, that's a whole other thing. How old? Uh, 14, 13, 14, 15. And then I was a counselor for a couple of years. Wow. God, maybe I went like five, not in a row, but like, I think like five years, five or wow. six, maybe. And those were probably the five years before, right before all that. Right. Yeah. And, and the actually, the only reason you might probably stopped was because you moved to Florida. No, it, no? it coincided because oh. I remember that I left fat camp one year when I was a counselor to fly to Florida wow. to sing the national anthem at a, at a Marlins Mets game. Wow. So, so you even did one after you started the show. Yeah. I did at least one summer after that. That's crazy. At which by the way, did, didn't work for me. And <laughs> yeah. it's a whole culture of whatever. Yeah. Send in your questions about fat camp. Yeah. If you want to send your kid to fat camp, please ask me first. <laughs> yeah. um, but the, the point was that one year, Someone brought their six-year-old daughter. Oh. Okay. And that's bad enough. Yeah. But like not even double, triple bad. Like just pit of my stomach still to this day. Oh. The little girl comes in with her two stick-thin sisters and stick-thin mother. Oh. And then the dad walks in and he's like short and stout. He looks like Danny DeVito. And okay. this little girl just Clearly looks like Clearly got her his father. jeans. Yeah. yeah. And- and it was just like, oh, fuck. And now she's being told you're too fat. Uh, now this is her go, thing. You have to go to a camp. You have to go to fat camp. You're six. First of all, six years six old. Six years old. Is, it was sleepaway camp. Lord. Six, and she was there for weeks. Six years oh old is too young God. for that at all. Oh, my God. And, but it was just like, God, man, she looks like her father and it's genetic. Yeah. And you can plainly see that yes and if you've been spending your whole life telling her she's fat when she's when she just is yeah then that's gonna be her thing about food you know if you're alina you're saying like oh you know chips are, my grandparents used to say to me at their house while giving me food right and i say can i have some ketchup they say ketchup is poison oh while having it and giving it to me oh Ketchup is poison, which I think in was like, oh, this is just sugary and it's not good. But I like I remember that so clearly that it's like, what the fuck? Like this was these were the the uh, messages that I was given and made plenty more. But that one always stuck out like this is poison, but you can have some. That's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Oh, my God. And so those messages that we give. 
to kids. Even small, like that probably took half a second of your grandparents' life and they probably forgot about it two seconds later that yeah. they said that to you. And here you are 40 years later yeah. and it's still like a beacon in your mind of yeah. something that you remember. But it's also a, a little sliver, a very strange, weird, potent yeah. sliver of all the other messaging yeah. they gave me yeah. constantly. You know, wow. meanwhile, I'm dealing with, you know, I think we've talked about before all the reasons like sexual abuse and yeah. physical abuse is yeah. a big, is a central issue that my weight is based around emotionally right. and physically. Right. So it's like, that's also great, you know, telling someone else how they suck because they're <laughs> fat. And yeah. I'm like, well, I'm trying not to get raped again. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's, it's, there's so much in it. But when you're just in this, anyway, that got dark. Yeah. Um, but it's the messaging we give to our kids. And if you can augment that messaging at all, Alina, knowing that your daughter is eight years old. Yeah. Like when you're saying she's heavy, what does that really mean? Right. She's, she's been chubby. What did she say? She says. Uh, since she was a she's toddler. She's been overweight since she was a toddler. Okay. Yeah. So the question is to you, is the doctor saying right. this is a problem right. or are you taking your experience and saying she's not below the 50th percentile? This is a problem. Right. Right. You know, Good and question. to be <sighs> conscious of what you might be projecting yes. into the situation. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, yes. yeah, so that's really strong. I mean, just that vision. I think about that little six-year-old girl yeah. all the time. Oh, that is just a horrible story. You know? Horrible. Yeah, and and being ingrained with that at such a young age, at six or eight, or, you know, How I was probably that young too. That's where, traumatizing. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's one of those things that we talk about, one of those moments one of those messages that you become yeah that you just embody Ooh. and if we can avoid putting that stuff on other people yeah you know it's not the same as saying to your albino kid don't go in the sun right right you are going to be very sick it's not yes. the same as saying to your to your kid, do not take a peanut butter and jelly sandwich from anyone at school. Right. You will die. Right. You know, it's it's there's obviously some messages to really yeah. hit home about. Yeah. Now, let me ask you. Yes. Stepping away from the food for a second. Mm -hmm. Would it be beneficial for Alina to talk to her kid or not even talk to her kid? Fuck talking to her kid just to start her kid on more of a, I'm not going to say exercise routine, but mm. more of like movement and walking around the neighborhood and getting a little bit of exercise. Yes, but make it fun. Because yes. also my grandmother and my grandfather, when I would yeah. go visit them, they lived across from a park and my grandmother would make me go and walk around the big duck oh. pond with her. And it was very clear that it was because I was fat right. and I remember not wanting to do it Ugh. because it, Man, I mean, your grandparents sound like such wonderful people. Uh, well, and then the, look at the wonderful people they raised yeah, that got true. me where I am. <laughs> Luckily for all of you, I have so much bad advice to share. 
Because it's funny, when I was telling you about the ketchup thing, yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah. about that as well. Yeah. And it was so clear right. that you are fat. It's not okay. Right. We are walking around this circle. We're going to do anything we physically can to yeah. change you. But that would be different if they said, we're going to go to the zoo. Right. Right. Like you're going to, it's, it's putting exercise into this box yes. of you are moving, you are exercising because you are fat, because it is not okay. Right. Where we're going to the zoo where we get to walk all day. Yeah, exactly. You know, and like the zoo costs money. I'm sure there's other things that don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, museums where, or you yeah. know, all, any kind of or, thing, or, or even just like the we're mall. gonna we're gonna walk to get. I mean, I was gonna say we're gonna walk to get ice cream, but yeah. that's okay too. Yeah, that's okay too. You know, like oh, we're gonna walk to the frozen yogurt place. It's such a nice night. Yeah, you know, and it's like, well, if you don't want to do that, and then we is, can't get it. This is kind of what I was saying when I first brought it up because it's kind. Of, you, you kind of don't want to talk about it. Don't bring up why you're doing it. Yeah. You no, know, this isn't a life lesson for her to learn. You're just getting her happy to go out and move and yeah. do things and be active. You're instilling the health, the healthy things yeah. to do. And it's not because you're fat and right. we're doing it. It's because this is good for me too. Exactly. This is like, just something that for, healthy people you know, do. Me to go have a walk yeah. or, you know, make it a game and like whatever. Hell, the Pokemon deal is. Go. If you're, if your eight year old loves Pokemon Go, ah. the whole point is to walk around and catch Pokemon. Yeah. Go walk around for an hour and catch a, a billion Pokemon. Yeah. That's the, I mean, I am a huge proponent of leading by example. Yeah. Leading by yeah. example is yeah. so important to yes, me. hundred percent. It's how I choose to, you know, interact with people. If I'm in a position where I'm in charge of something, it's, you know, the quickest road to seeing someone as a hypocrite. Yeah. If it's, you know, 100%. Well, you do this, but I'm not. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, well, then fuck you. Why yeah. should I? That's all you're learning. You know, if your boss is late to work every day, what are you going to kill yourself to be there on time? Right. Exactly. But meanwhile, I'm always late for shit. <laughs> but that was a, not an example from my life. <laughs> but that's, you know, part of part of the messaging isn't the messaging. Here's what I am telling right. you. It's here's how I live my life. Right. Let's be healthy you know, and happy. On Tuesdays, we walk to the library yeah. and I get a book. I'm, yeah. assuming, I'm assuming that Alina lives equidistantly <laughs> between an ice cream shop, a and yogurt a library. shop, and a library and the zoo. <laughs> well, true. the zoo would be a special thing. She didn't have to walk to the zoo. She could drive to the she zoo. She could ride a leopard to the zoo. <laughs> they could take an Uber to the zoo and ride a giraffe home. There you go. But, talk, talk about really blowing your beans. Yeah, it's not <laughs> obviously, Alina. This is something that I can appreciate. Yep. Because I don't have kids, I can appreciate it a lot from your daughter's point of view. Yeah. But I very much understand your point of right. view as, as well. As an adult now, you yeah. can kind of understand. And your life is not your daughter's life. Right. And so you can try to steer her in better ways. But that messaging is so important to not put this on her right? as, you know, the punishment. Here are the punishments you get because you're not good enough. So it's up to, to us as the adults exactly. and especially adults with this experience to interpret it in a way that that stresses, you know, 
not don't worry about it or not ignore them, but right. like, yeah, people are dicks. And then to live your life, I'm going to put it on you because I'm certainly not walking <laughs> to the fucking zoo right now. Um, you know, to just lead by example yeah. and and live your life in an active way yeah. that inspired, that makes her tag along. Right. She wants frozen yogurt. She has to walk to the thing. Right. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. But that that was good. Please. Let us know, Alina, how that goes. Uh, but you're right. I do think we should probably do another one of these episodes fairly soon here. Yeah. Um, but if you guys have any questions, especially if we're talking about weight issues, we're probably going to do another weight uh, episode coming up here now. So yeah. please send it to us and let LB ease your burden. Send us your problems at AskLoriBeth.com. You can follow us on all the socials at AskLoriBeth. Or just leave us a message with your voice at 1-855-336-2374. That's 1-855-DENBERG or 1-855-DENBERG. And you can find me at LB Denberg on Instagram, at Lori Beth Denberg on Twitter, and at the Lori Beth Denberg fan page on Facebook. Yeah. And you can, oh, I'm going to add a new wrinkle. Oh. I'm going to change up my shit, dude. All right. I'm ready. If you want to hire me for a personalized video, yeah. you can do so at memo.com. Oh. You can do it at cameo.com or memo.com. It's a new thing. Interesting. Okay. So I'm going to make them fight it out. I'm going to have to go to court and go and see, you know, get on the witness stand and say who I want to live with. <laughs> I want them to fight over me like Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm, I might not see you for a while, Clark. Yeah, it's no, true. We're, but we're going to release an episode. So. Yeah, we have uh, episodes, but uh, yeah, somebody's taking a little bit of vacation and uh, we'll see each other. In if, a couple if, if you hear an, an episode where I feel super relaxed, you'll know that I recorded it in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye, bubs. That Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question there. Thanks for listening.